Welcome to the AWS Rethink Podcast, here to help you rethink your strategy in the cloud. I'm your host, Nolan Chen. And I'm your host, Malini Chatterjee. Today, we want to talk to you about the multi-account strategy. As in multiple AWS accounts, when do you need to use them as part of your architecture? Our guests today are Krishna and Eric, solutions architects and colleagues who advise customers on this topic to talk to us. Welcome to you both. Thanks for having us. Likewise. So let's talk about the value of a multi-account strategy. I mean, especially if you're maybe a smaller customer, why would a customer want more than one AWS account? Yeah, that's an excellent uh, question, Nolan, and you make a good point. I'd say if you're doing something trivial, something that has very little impact to your business, then it is easier to just manage one account. But for anything that's non-trivial, I'll just put it simply, you should consider a multi-account strategy. And in my opinion, there's there's three biggest reasons why. Uh, one is for security, two is pace of innovation, and three for cost visibility purposes. Hmm, sounds interesting. Krishna, you mentioned that security is one of the key reasons. How can having a different accounts, multiple account strategy that increase your security? Yeah, I can take that one, Malini. So by having separate AWS accounts, you can get built-in isolation between your different environments. So suppose you have three separate AWS accounts, one for dev, mm -hmm. one for test, and one for prod. So if something were to go wrong during development, that issue is only isolated to your development account. So essentially, your production account isn't affected. So what that does is it helps significantly reduce the blast radius in case something were to go wrong. Yeah, that's that's right. And to add on to that point, uh, since a development account and a production account has different security needs, having that multi-account strategy, basically it allows you to apply distinct security controls based on the need of that particular environment. So as an example, you can, you can set flexible permissions for a developer account uh, to basically encourage developer experimentation, while on a production account, you can have tightly locked down permissions to protect those production workloads. Okay, so yeah, I like how you gave the example of production versus development account. And if I understand correctly, this will help customers really improve their um, pace of innovation because they, they now have the freedom to experiment in, in isolation from production. So they don't have to worry about, you know, blasting and doing harm to production in case something goes wrong. Um, but one point, Krishna, I think you uh, hit the nail over there that yes, multi-account strategy can definitely help with strengthening the security, uh, having that different blast radius or so. But how it's also increasing the pace of innovation. Like you don't need to uh, restrict your production access requests or so. Development account can have uh, more lenient or say bigger permissions so that you know you are not actually lowering down the pace of innovation over there. Uh, but you also mentioned about the cost as a benefit in the multi-account strategy. Can you help me understand 
how having these different or multiple accounts help from the cost perspective? Absolutely. Yeah. So simply put, I'll just say cost visibility. Uh, so for example, imagine that you decided to create an account per workload. Um, so you have account A for workload A, account B for workload B, and so on. So now you would be able to track and forecast and budget for cost at a per workload basis just by looking at that account's bill. So essentially, there's really nothing to set up or configure or tag because when you when you want to know how much a workload costs, you just pull up the related account, look at the bill, and that's how you know how much that workload costs. Hmm, got it. So what you are trying to say over here is, you know, you not only segregate those different environments and that blast radius of those different environments, but also even segregate between the different workloads. And that's how you can understand what would be that cost for that individual workload or for that workload which maybe caters to your analytics needs or maybe which caters to a different you know business unit and that you can provide more transparency and accountability all across the organization yep with that what comes next to my mind is then how would i be able to look at those different bills now that I have different accounts, do I need to log in into all of these each account and manage the different billing settings separately for all these accounts? Can you elaborate on that? Yeah, I can touch on that. So, so there's an easy way to do that. So with consolidated billing through AWS organizations, you get a single invoice for the charges across all of your accounts. And the bill shows you a cost breakdown of charges by account. So essentially you have one central dashboard where you could see the breakdown across the AWS accounts in your organization. Okay, so that's called AWS organizations. So it's a single place to view your charges. Well, in, in the same way you can view all your consolidated billing under an organization, is there a similar capability where you can essentially manage your users and their permissions for these accounts? Yeah, absolutely. So you can essentially manage which people in your organization get access to which accounts, and then you can assign specific permissions to you know, those folks that dictates what they're allowed to do inside of those accounts as well. And so we call this service AWS IAM Identity Center. Yeah. And I'll add that the best part about it is that it supports single sign-on. So you don't have to separately manage credentials for each person in each account. Um, so it's just one sign-on, uh, one set of credentials for one person, and that one person can basically see a dashboard and then just click and log into any of those accounts. So it makes managing that a lot simpler. Can you give a real-world example of, of how single sign-on works, would work? Oh, yeah, uh, absolutely. So uh, we can suppose that maybe we have a data scientist, uh, a developer, and, and maybe an auditor. So through the centralized identity center, I can say, you know, the data scientist only gets access to the ML services in the account that they need. 
the developer only gets access to the development accounts and the auditor only has read-only access to production accounts to conduct their audits. So in this, in this scenario, you, basically everyone has access to the accounts that they need with the right level of permissions uh, for those accounts. That's interesting. Um, is there any cost associated to using the identity center? Nope, it's, it's actually completely free. Yeah, so I would say everyone should take advantage of using it uh, for human access into AWS accounts. Nice, great point. Um, before we wrap up, could you summarize for our listeners what we have discussed so far today? Yeah, so we talked through the top three reasons why customers should evaluate the multi-account strategy for their organization. So in summary, you get increased security with the isolation of accounts. You have improved pace of innovation with flexible permissions for developers and then also isolation, and then the visibility of cost. So we also covered consolidated billing, and centrally managing identities and permissions with AWS IAM Identity Center. Well, thanks. We've already covered a lot of ground. So let's say a customer has decided that a multi-account strategy is for them. How, how would you recommend they get, get started? Yeah, so in terms of resources for getting started, I'd strongly recommend reading through our white paper. Uh, it's called Organizing Your AWS Environment Using Multiple Accounts. And I've read through it. Personally, I think it's a fantastic resource and it goes far more in depth into these topics than we've covered here. Um, and we also have an AWS blog that you can check out for all the latest news and releases. And that blog is called AWS Cloud Operations and Migrations. Well, thanks. We'll definitely put a link to these resources in our show description. And with that, we've come to the end of today's show. I'd like to thank you both, Krishna and Eric. I think you've definitely helped our customers today rethink their account strategy in the cloud. Great. Thanks for having us. We would also like to thank our listeners for joining us today. Please email us your feedback at rethinkpodcast at amazon.com. Thank you. Until next time. Mm -hmm.